Good evening, family, friends, and loved ones and supporters. This is Apostle Doris Williams on a Thursday evening about 7.07 p.m. And I'm reading from the Septuagint, which is a Bible that was written prior to the 1611 King James Version of the Bible. And I just noticed one of the mistakes or perhaps something that was left out intentionally in the scriptures. Um, I am actually looking at Genesis. I think I'm in chapter 2. And um, I'm comparing it with the King James Version of the Bible. And so if you will allow me to uh, share with you one of the first mistakes or one of the first deceptions that um, I noticed in this book um, is Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. Now, the Bible says, Genesis chapter 2, verse 18 says, the King James Version says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet for him. Okay, just that one verse. Now, that was the King James Version, 1611. Now, the Septuagint Bible says this. Same chapter, same verse. That's chapter 2 of Genesis, verse 18. The Septuagint says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. Let us make for him a help suitable to him. That's what that verse says. That's what that version of the Bible says. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this book was written in 1559. Let me see if I can find those dates for you to be correct. Let's see here if it'll tell me. I think it was 1559 that this book was written. Um, I do have a later version of this book, but I'm letting you know that this book was written prior to the King James Version of the Bible. I believe it goes into details. I'm scrolling down on my computer as I am doing this recording today. But nevertheless, um, research and study shows that this book was written prior to uh, King James. So again, that was one of the first mistakes are the first variances, differences between the King James Version and the Septuagint is that the Septuagint uses the word us and the King James uses the word I. Change that real quick. But if you notice, let's go back to the beginning of King James and the beginning 
of the Septuagint, when God got ready to create man, uh, that's going to be Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Now, it looks to me that both the King James and the Septuagint is saying the same thing. I'm going to read the King James, just verse 26. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion, dominion over the fish over the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the, all the, um, and over the, all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. That's just verse 26 of the King James Version. Let me read the Septuagint, which says, And God said, Let us make man according to our image and likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the flying creatures of heaven and over the cattle of all the earth and over all the reptiles that creep upon the earth. There is a difference. So y'all can kind of see the differences between the King James Version and the Septuagint, which was written prior to King James. And I will be reiterating that throughout this scripture. Uh, what I notice about the King James Version is they take take out the us and the our, like they did in chapter 2. King James turned it to I. I will make him a helpmeet. The Septuagint says, let us. Let us. Right? So why is King James turning... God's word into I and he just alone. Well, what I noticed as I kept reading further down, I want to uh, that was um, King James uh, Genesis 18. What I noticed as I kept reading is when uh, right after God brought the animals to Adam to name, we're still in chapter two. Let me show you another variance that I thought was um, kind of off a little bit or a point that they don't actually talk about in those building ministries out there. Verse 23 of chapter two. Verse 23 and verse 24. And Adam said, in verse 23 of chapter 2, And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of her husband. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother. Okay, let's stop. We know the rest of it, and he shall cleave to his wife. Hold on. If Adam was created by God and God alone, who is Adam referring to as his mother? Now, this was a creature that was just created from the dust that God breathed into him 
the breath of life. While he was down here by himself, God said that it was not good for him to be alone. But right before he created a mate for him, he brought to Adam all of the animals for Adam to name to see what he would do. So whatever Adam called them, whatever names he gave them to the cattle and to the birds and the beast of the field and to the fish and all of that, that's what they were. That's who they became. They became their name. And then God put Adam into a deep sleep after Adam performed this task of naming all of the animals and the creatures. So if God was by himself, like they teach us in those buildings, why did Adam come up out of his sleep out of that trance that God put him in when he took that rib from him and talk about a man leaving his father and his mother. Where, who was this father and his mother that uh, Adam is referring to? Because Adam didn't have a father and a mother other than God who created him. So he had to be referring to God the father and God his mother. Let me take you back to the beginning of this chapter. I want to share something with you that I was researching also that uh, men has deceived us on chapter one of Genesis chapter one of Genesis says in the beginning God made the heaven and the earth but the earth was unsightly and unfurnished and darkness was over the deep and the spirit of God okay let's stop right there because we have two entities right here that we are speaking of, but we are only taught as though there was one entity at this particular moment that's happening. God made the heaven and the earth, but his spirit moved over the waters. And then God said to his spirit, let there be light. And guess what? His spirit performed that act for him. It says that in Proverbs that she was there. Chapter 7 and chapter 8 of Proverbs. Read it for yourself. And God saw the light. Wait a minute. God saw what his spirit had just saw, had just performed. And he said, oh, that's good. So then God divided between the light. And God called the darkness night. And he called the day light. Or the light day. You see, there was an interaction between he and his spirit that was performing these acts that day. And so the spirit of God is his wife. That is who Adam is referring to as mother. That uh, uh, let, Let's go back down to Genesis and read what Adam said in chapter 2. Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, which is the first term of that word being used, because when God created man, he created after his image and after his likeness. So they were spirits. God is a spirit. So the image of God is spirit. The likeness of God is male and female. And that's what God created with our heavenly mother. Okay. This is why Adam was able to come up with the term woman because Eve was a, had a womb. She was taken out of him. Then he says, 
Therefore, in verse 24 of chapter 2 of Genesis, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother. Why, why, why would a man leave his father and his mother? Who is Adam referring to as his father and his mother? He didn't have a mother based on the creation, if the way that we've been taught, right? Let's take this back to the nitty gritty. This is a man that was just created from the dust. I said that earlier. This is a man that God blew the breath of life on after he created him from the dust. God is not dust. And God didn't, uh, God created the earth, but God was not created from the earth. So this man is a creation of dust and and wind blowing in his face by God Almighty. Now, when God created the male and the female above, it didn't say that he had to blow uh, in the air, in their face, or, or that they was created from the ground. No, they were created after the image and the likeness of God. So we have two creations in the beginning of Genesis. We got a creation that was created after the image and likeness of God. And then when God got through creating the earth and the heavens, he saw that there was no man to till the ground for the earth. So then he created another man that was created from dust that he had to actually blow in his face for him to become a living soul. These other creatures were not living souls. These other creatures were angels created after the image and likeness of God. God is spirit. Hallelujah. I just want to break this thing down for you just a little bit because I'm so tired of the hypocrisy of lies that we've been told over the years that um, man was created at the same time when God said, let us make man after our image and after our likeness. That, those are angels. And he gave them dominion over the fish in the sea and all of that good stuff. And then he brought them same fish and animals to the man that he created from the dust of the earth and had him name them. Sure did. And so Adam is referring to our heavenly mother, our heavenly father, who is his mother and his father. Otherwise, it would make no sense that he would be referring to a man leaving his father and his mother and shall cleave to his wife so that they too shall be one flesh. And then they too were naked. But Adam and his wife, they were not ashamed. The reason why they were not ashamed is because God didn't put the spirit of fear and shame upon them when he created them. God blew in his face for the soul to become life. So when that soul became life after God breathed in his face, God didn't give him no reason to be fearful or doubtful or, uh, or any of those ungodly spirits. Those things didn't come later until Satan was cast down into the earth that God created in the beginning. Praise the heavenly family. Yeah, so I just kind of wanted to make that first initial correction that I came across as um, I was reading the Septuagint Bible. There is qu quite a few uh, variances that I've come across so far, but um, it's going to take some time, effort, and energy on my part to go through the Word of God and compare it with the King James Version. The Septuagint and the King James Version definitely has some variances. And if I was you, I wouldn't just be stuck on the book that they put in our face and told us that this was the book. Because if I tell you, the more I read the King James Version, the more I 
I feel like the lies are coming out. The secrets are being um, revealed. The lies are coming forward so that you can actually see them. Otherwise, why would the Bible say that the letter of the, the book killeth, but the spirit giveth life? The reason that that is put in that book is so that we would know that some of the words were ungodly words, but they were like spells. So when when King James became a part of the Freemasonry, Freemasonry, I do believe that a charge was given to him or whoever was commissioned to write the scripture to do just what Revelation said to add to and to take away woe be unto them who do that they left us with this book full of curses telling us slaves to obey your masters telling us that the love of money is the root of all evil but they love it so much so wise they fighting for it because they know that it comes with power. It ain't nothing but an element that was created from the earth. And we have to learn how to take back our power, our dominion that God gave us. We are creatures from the earth. So everything that is created from the earth has to obey us. But we don't know how to use our power and our authority over what God has given us. We do know that life and death is in the power of the tongue. You can believe the truth or you can follow after lies. And that's exactly what happened when God told Adam, gave him direct commission not to eat from the tree of life. The tree of good and evil. And Satan came right along and deceived the woman in the believing that it was good to eat. But Adam knew. So truly Adam was the one that sinned first. Because the woman did not know. She was beguiled. She was deceived. But I would um, recommend that you all. Would find the Septuagint Bible because it definitely is giving us a little bit better narration of the possibilities of what did happen in these days and times when God created the earth and when the first fall of man came into existence. It talked about in chapter 3 the serpent. The serpent being craftier than all of the other animals in the earth and how he beguiled her. But all right, you guys, that's pretty much it. I wanted to just talk about that first um, variation that I found in uh, chapter two of Genesis. I hope y'all enjoyed this message. I hope you guys continue being blessed, continue seeking after knowledge and truth. Don't be beguiled by those who say that they are but are not. For if the blind is leading the blind, they all shall fall in a ditch. Doesn't matter how loyal and dedicated you are to that ministry or that building that pastor over that place those uh, primarily are congregations and churches and synagogues of Satan 
because the truth is far from those places and they got a secret term on the outside of those buildings called Ichabod. I hope you guys wake up because God told us that our righteousness needed to supersede the righteousness of the scribes, the Pharisees, and the Sadducees. And that if it did not, that we would fall with them. You imagine how many people are in hell today because they listened and believed and followed after someone who God did not place in that building. Remember people saints of God, that God does not dwell in buildings made with hands. God dwells in the heart of man. God is in the breath of man. Hope you enjoyed this message today. Be blessed. And may you receive our Savior, our Christ, and our Holy Heavenly Family, our Holy Heavenly Mother, Holy Heavenly Father and the Holy Lamb of God. I thank God that I have had express experience with them. That I cannot be beguiled even though the Bible is full of deception, full of lies. There's some truth in it. But you got to know how to correctly divide that truth. So if a book has to be divided, eventually it will not stand. A house divided cannot stand. A business divided cannot stand. A book divided cannot stand. So if someone is using this book to trick and deceive you and manipulate you, know that they're using it for wickedness and not for the good of godliness. All right, saints of God, there's so much more that I can say to you about this topic and the subject, but I'm going to go ahead and end this message now. I do pray that you enjoyed this message today. Be at peace. God bless you today. This is Apostle Doris Williams signing out. Genesis.